Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Let's Gather. We are so excited to be here with you for episode two of why it's important to stay connected um, to, the, to the local church uh, through your transition years. That won't be the name we put out like on the That's platform. A really That's a really title. long name. We'll come up with some catchy yeah. thing. Um, we'll but we're excited to be back with you today uh, for episode two, part two of our talk with episode Mike. 10. And, uh, episode 10. Yeah, we've done this 10 <laughs> we'll times now. Oh, my goodness we'll gracious. Um Mike is like, I did, Nick. When I asked permission to do a podcast, he's like, this won't last more than two weeks. Oh, we're at 10 now. <laughs> Double digits. What did I know? So, yeah. He said if we get to 20, he'll build us a building for the podcast. No way. <laughs> Heck yeah. That'd be awesome. Halfway there. It's so, funny how um, I don't remember things. So. <laughs> it, was, it was a phone call, not a text message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over the phone. Can't trace it. <laughs> so we are back with Micah Cating, our executive pastor here at Estruma, who... Um, as you learned about last week, has served for 53 years yeah. in, uh, in student <laughs> ministry and is uh, actually, set to, he's actually set to retire next yeah, year. Yeah. So the executive pastor oh, position will be open at a stream <laughs> yeah. um, when he hits. But he was, <laughs> a, he was a student pastor for a while, so we guess he's qualified to talk yeah. about staying connected in and church. That, and that's what we talked about last week is how um, – how he has seen uh, people come and go through student ministry, go into uh, those next phases of life, and he's seen the importance of staying connected. And I'm sure you've probably seen, um, unfortunately, some students that haven't. Uh, that oh, have fallen away. Yeah. Uh, and I from run into church. him all over town, which is a fun thing, too. I mean, I haven't been here for a decade uh, just doing student ministry. I mean, again, I grew up here, but I'll go into places, restaurants, different stuff, and see people. And the cool thing is, like, um, I mean, usually I'm wearing some kind of Astruma gear. I mean, so, uh, mm-hmm. but I think we just recognize each other from from relationship. And so for me, it's just always good just to catch up. And I don't always just invite them right back to church, but I just ask them about life. But it <laughs> is a you, lot. Yeah. Why haven't you been yeah, in a I'm like, oh, have you switched churches now? Please tell me where you attend. Um, and so it's just, it's it's good moments with people. Uh, but it does, you know, it does happen a lot. So, I would say Tyser and Emily, who were my... Uh, students of mine, uh, in, of course, yeah. uh, both interned on our staff and all that. They were they were the exception, you know. They they aren't all like that because um, we are the favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. but with it, it also gives great pride as the the student pastor side of my brain to look over and like see y'all not just in this moment and you know doing this sort of stuff, but just leading and serving in our church. Uh, just how cool that is to see, and you of course want that for everybody, um, but it is cool when it happens. Well, that. So when you when you do see those 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 them students those the ones that um, weren't the exception like Emily and, and Tyser, um, what is your conversation like? Is it uh, hey man, I heard you were um, hurt through the grapevine that, that you've uh, been frequent in Tiger Land a pretty good bit? <laughs> like, is it uh, what is that? What does that look like? Because you know them from an aspect of teaching them about Jesus, you know. Um, from an aspect of, of hey, I love you, and I'm showing you Jesus. I'm, I'm trying to reflect that in your life, and then all of a sudden you're having a conversation with him, and it has nothing to do with Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it has all to do with 
maybe they're in a bad state. What does that look like for a conversation with you? Yeah, I mean, and well, the thing is, with most of those people, we've I was in relationship with them for a long time in a regular basis, and so um, for most of them, it's hey, I know your name right off the bat. Obviously, I know someone important in your life, usually a sibling or something, and it's just talk, man. How are you doing? Yeah. Uh, I think often we. Like, I just don't want people to know me as like, hey, he's the guy from Astruma, right? I want them to know that I'm I'm somebody who loves them, who's been involved in their life, uh, who has deep care for them, whether they're at Astruma or not, uh, whether they go to another church or just disconnect with church in general. And so I try and just keep it personal and let them know, like, my value in you is not only because I was in this role and you were a part of mm-hmm. our group, right? Yeah. I think there's a whole thing we can talk about, about, like, using people for your own platform and that sort of stuff. It's like, no, it's not about that. It's like, I care about you. How are you? Um, and I want you to know that when I see you, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to talk. And it's not, hey, we're not in this um, created environment where I am a leader and you are a follower. Right, like, it's not yeah. that. It's like, this is real life. I know you. You know me. You know what I'm about. I haven't seen you in a while. I'm not just going to assume that because I haven't seen you, you're not still following Jesus. But I'm just going to say, hey. Um, and so I've run, I mean, I ran into a, um, a former student at Chick-fil-A a while back. And it's so easy to go, Chick-fil-A, they must still love Jesus and all of that. Um, <laughs> but when I knew this person, they weren't um, really passionately following Jesus. They weren't like this crazy rebel. But as I got in a conversation with them, I was like, oh, man, like I left going, dude, the Lord is doing some really cool stuff in your life through that conversation. Uh, but if you'd have brought up this person's name, I, I could have easily said, I haven't seen them in forever, so they must be a hellion. And so I think it's good for us as church people to have the countenance when we see people that have come back to church. We talked about this last week, like when, that when they come back to church, that that we recognize them, go after them like Torito and Maya, and just, hey, how have you been? And not assume or assign all of these things to them, but be people with them. Right. Like, how do you want to be treated when you go in somewhere? Right. Like, hey, I know you. Let's talk. And let's not just say whether it's you're on a sports team or something like, have you been playing first base? Like, no, (laughs) I mean, just what's going on? How's life? Um, And what's cool is, you know, because I taught school for a while, too. And this is y'all want to talk about me being old. I I taught school right out of college as I was doing seminary. I taught for five years. And so. God, it's been almost a decade, but I ran into one of my students not long ago. Well, it wasn't no long ago. It was nine years ago. And she had kids before I had kids. And I taught her when she was in middle school and she didn't have kids like crazy early. And so it was just, I mean, earlier than we, we waited a while, but like, um, but there's so many things to talk about. How's life? This is your child. Awesome. Um, and so to not be that awkward person who leads with, have you been reading your Bible? Uh, I think is, is really right. good. So. Yeah. Cause I mean, you care about the person as a person, not, Oh, I yeah. only because you are a believer walking with the Lord. And so it's just like, out of just a love for the person, I feel like I could, if I'm going to give Mike a compliment, I would say that's one thing like you do really well is, is, you know, like, write this down. Yeah. yeah, please. Oh gosh. It's out here forever now. But, um, but yeah, just like connecting with someone, not because you, you were my student or, um, cause I want to know like what your relationship with the Lord is, but no, because I, f- I would, I feel like you always have genuinely cared. How am I doing? Yeah. And so that's important. Well, what does it, what does it look like for y'all in general? Cause we, we all have those, those friends. We all have those family members. We all have those acquaintances, everybody. What is it? What is your first thought? Um, how do you approach it? Just the, the broad paintbrush in general of, when you have friends or, or people, like I said, that that they're you've grown up with them in church. Maybe you've grown up with them in church. Maybe you haven't grown up with them in church. Maybe you've just grown up in a, a secular setting with this person. 
and their goal when they go to college like oh yeah it's time i'm fisting to to binge like i'm like you like i am going to thirsty thursday i'm going to to tigerland i'm doing all these things like this is this is my time to now sow my oats i'm fisting to to, we talked about last week find out who we are but I'm fishing to find myself in the in the in the, the identity of this bottle um what is your thought process what is your approach and what do you do to encourage someone to not seek after this lifestyle that is so poor for me personally I, I came from a small town uh, one red light it doesn't even have a sonic anymore the sonic closed down it had a piggly wiggly but the the iggly fell off the wiggly and so it, it's, it's a it's, piggly w <laughs> so, it, like when i graduated high school and i knew that i was gonna have some freedom i was like okay like mm-hmm. let's see what this let's see what this fun town is about let me see if i can own this fun town and regrettably yeah. i look back and i and I, I i repent from that and i i praise god that there were people in my life that brought me back to the church and i, and I regret those decisions but i did make those decisions and so what is y'all's encouragement thoughts as a whole when you hear that topic what do you think about I mean, I would say if you desire to embrace a habit of sin, um, I would question whether you know Jesus. I mean, Second um, Corinthians five seventeen, right? The old is gone, the new has come. Like it, there is something new in you. There are new desires and and uh, uh, new things that you're pursuing. You know, we're not we're not perfect, you know, in our lives, but um, our desire to sin. Uh, is no longer the driving force of our life when we're following Jesus. Because, you know, it's like it's the power of sin has been defeated in your life. So that that power in you to do it mindlessly, uh, to have that be just your your just default is gone. Um, and so it, it's understanding, like, I mean, I'm not perfect. I sin, you know, but I'm grieved over it. So anybody who would say, man, I want to do that habitually. Like, I want to do that and lean into it. I want to pursue that Um I have I have some worries there about just what they think of Jesus, and so um, because the question is is really what do you want to pursue? Uh, yeah, who who do you want to become? You know, going kind of wild in college means maybe that you believe um, that a lifestyle that ignores Jesus holds like a promise of fulfillment and satisfaction uh, that is superior to following Jesus. Uh, and there are some fundamental issues with that about how you view your life. And so uh, a believer in Jesus desires to know God. A believer in Jesus longs to have this intimacy with God. A believer in Jesus doesn't like put their faith on pause for a few years because this season of life is going to allow me to, mm-hmm. to drink a lot, experience with drugs, uh, have a bunch of sex with people before I settle down with my wife like that. That, that's not what a believer in Jesus does yeah. that says, this is who I am, but let me just take that off for a couple of years because this these couple of years are going to give me, man, some opportunities I'm not going to get some when I'm memories. 40. Yeah. And so l- let me do it now. Like that, um, that, that, I don't know how that equates with surrendering your life um, to Jesus. That's a mindset that says, I rule my life. And so what we know instead is that salvation calls us um, to really give that up and to say, man, Jesus, my life uh, is yours. So take it all. Like well, that, that's. I think society tells us a lot of times that what you just said is is something that is kind of, I'll be careful when I use my words, like pushed in our faces or, or shoved mm-hmm. in our thoughts. I'm not saying that, that everybody does that, but a lot of times that's true, right? Like you get out of high school go do you for a few minutes, mm-hmm. right? You're going to get married. You're going to settle down and then you can get life together. 
that's not true. I mean, you do you is completely anti-gospel, right? I mean, absolutely. 100%. And so, um, the, the thought process that I'm going, I'll be okay. I'll settle down and get back with God later. Mm -hmm. Um, it is a thought a lot of people have. And if you're listening to this and you have that thought, I can't tell you just how opposite of the truth that is, right? From someone coming from experience, I almost ruined my life because of that. I, I listen uh, to, to a lot of pastors, one that I, I follow closely, uh, and our young adult ministry is actually going to, to hear them at their conference. But Jonathan Bacluda, he has an amazing story, and he shares that constantly, that he almost lost his life because he wanted to sow his oats in his young years, right? Like that's what he wanted to do. That's what he thought gave him fulfillment. Um, you come from a small town. You come from this walk of life. Well, I, I want to get fulfillment in what everybody's got to experience. Before, well, and and right? it's like, it, I mean, honestly, for the time of year that it is right now, we're recording this next week is Mardi Gras. Yeah. And so that's a Mardi Gras mentality for life. I'm going to go get crazy. And I'm going to show up and get my ashes and my forgiveness the next day and let's go. And that just doesn't, doesn't gel with me uh, for Romans 6. And so um, you think, think about what Romans 6 says. Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? You know, By no means. We by don't no say, means. hey, I know that I'm going to choose this. And it's okay because God's covered me. Like that's that, that's not point. okay. And then what does it say further in, in Romans six is we are those who have died to sin. How can it live in us any longer? Like, yeah. like how do we do that intentionally and choose it habitually over and over again? And then it talks about how we're, we're buried with Christ. We're, we're dead with him um, so that we can live a new life. Yeah. It's a new life. It's not the life that other people have. The world mm -hmm. says is okay. Right. It's a new life. It's a different life. And so when you always hear people talk about, man, live in a way so that people see Jesus in you, like there's all kinds of, of scripture and thought behind that, that makes sense because it is a new life. It, it, it is a different life. When you see people living that, you shouldn't go, oh, if I could only do that, but Jesus is holding me back. Your response should be, by the grace of God, he has opened my eyes that that is death and he's mm -hmm. given me life. And I'm not choosing that and I'm praying for them and hopeful for them. And honestly, let's be real here, I'm going to actively pursue people like that because I don't think I'm better than them. The only reason I'm not there is the grace of God. So mm -hmm. let me go to them. Romans let two. me help them, right? And so... Um, uh, to me, just the big question is anybody who could purposely say, man, I follow Jesus, but I want that, something's wrong. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, uh, That's awesome. Um, I'm also thinking like that's a great way to reconnect uh, with somebody uh, who has stepped away of not being like, like you said, Micah, have you read your Bible recently? Or <laughs> do you remember that time and when we were juniors and... Micah taught on James or whatever, but like just living a life different from, you know, the norms and, but using that to connect and, and reconnect without being so like overtly obvious that you're trying to like change their lifestyle. You, right. What, so, do you, what do you mean? And so like, you, I'm, I'm thinking, be sure you leave a tract on the counter at the restaurant, you know? So yeah. What, but what, tip before yeah, you do that's it. Right, yeah. What I'm thinking is so, uh, when I worked at the UREC at LSU, um, I, I worked at the on the climbing wall. And I loved doing that because that was an opportunity for me because I went to LSU and I knew people in high school. And um, they, they went to LSU and I knew that they either stepped away from the church or they were living a life that was opposite with the way that they lived in high school. But that was a great opportunity to reconnect with them and for me to talk with them with us doing an activity together without me 
being like, Hey, how's your, how's your Bible study going? Or how's your walk with, like we were actively doing something together and I wasn't, you know, I, I tell them about what I was doing or whatever, but it wasn't like a, like sit down face to face, come to Jesus moment with them. Yeah. That was like, you could just be relevant with them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that's something that we need to be mindful of that, that, and, and, and relevance isn't absent of truth, right? No, yeah. yeah. And no, so, yeah, but but just like say that, yeah. I mean, it's man, I care, I care about how how are you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we know this. I mean, we talk about this in in the phase of life we're in with with parenting. I got an eight year old and an almost five year old, which is crushing my soul. But uh, <laughs> that she's getting that big. But it's you know, you you got to have relationship with people. Mm-hmm just to, to be able to speak into their life in a meaningful way. And so, hey, I see you at a restaurant. I haven't seen you in seven years. I'm probably not going to get real far with a conversation about your Bible study yeah. habits. But do you, you know account- what? Do you have accountability partner? Right? But, yeah, I also think but, 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 but hey, I'm going to purposely come back to that restaurant. Yeah. I'm going to build this relationship yeah. back. That's okay. Because think about if the person that, like, welcomed you when you, like, for me, like, where would I be if I showed up on that uh, the all nighter and Ari, Ethan, and Josh didn't welcome me in? Like I, that. Whenever I think of those situations, like I think of they welcome me, so I need to welcome as Absolutely. many people as I can yeah. because they had such an influence on me. And not just welcome, be present. So, yeah. like for the yeah. young adults listening to this, like you may think coming to the gathering is only about you. You may think, hey, coming to church is do I want to do it? Do I have time? Like your presence. Uh, means something because people who come in look and see people in a similar stage of life it gives all these other things that don't matter as much but are there like this the momentum the gathering this feeling of people in this season that I can talk to and be like and so come be there it's not just about you it's about who God might use for you that day never think church attendance is just what am I going to get out of it understand that when you're here like you're on how's God going to use you what might God teach you in that time how might he speak to you through worship absolutely but then like that's just part of the time where you're here. Don't get up and walk straight out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go find somebody. Be looking. Be thinking like that. You know, I know we're supposed to be talking about how, what do you do when you go off to college, but like just the idea of like having a missional lifestyle within your life to reconnect with people who've mm-hmm. not uh, been a part in maybe this young adult season of life or people who've come back to church. Like, my goodness, the Lord wants to use you because he can't just use people who get checks. Um, and and again, like think about if those three guys aren't at that lock-in that they said instead that night they were just going to go to their house and play video games. Like you may come in, be miserable, and you may never come back. And I think about what does what does a struma, what is a kingdom, what does your wife Olivia miss out on if if you're not here for that? Yeah. It's just so much more than just about us. And we boil it down and just dilute it. Just to, it's 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 just it's just me. And do I like this? Or are they talking about something that I care about? Like man, leave that behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be welcomed. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's the thing is that you don't if I if I had to sit down, if someone said, Justin, you have to write a book tomorrow. I would write on this topic of the fact that there are so many. And gosh, I talked to so many, so many college and young adult students who are leaving the faith in droves because people are not welcoming them in Mm -hmm. the church. And it's not they're not looking for fake Karen, you know, being the the textbook Southern Baptist, they're not looking for that. They 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 can tell fakeness from a mile mm-hmm. away, right? I mean that you can very much tell. My my son is is two and a half, and he can tell when I'm being fake with him. <laughs> uh, a college student is, is, is just as much they can tell. And so when they walk into a church, when you walk into a church, when you are the person in a church, 
they can tell whether you are being fake. They can tell whether you're welcoming, whether you're like the, the guys, Tyson, that you keep talking about. You could obviously tell and if they were there and they wanted you to be there or they didn't want you to be there and you were just going to go hang out by yourself. Yeah. But no, they made the intention. They, they were intentional about making sure you were there and, and felt known. That's the word. And so felt no exactly. And, and so it being intentional. Yeah. Mm. And so with that, I think we need to remember that there are people and and I was one of them, right? Um, who who fell away from the church uh, for some reason whatsoever. Um, and, and but you don't feel like you can come back. I shared it in a sermon the other day that the reason I when I when I had ex- turned away from my sin and fallen in love with the gospel, fallen in love with Jesus, surrendered my life to Him. It wasn't Jesus that I was worried about. It was the church. Like I was so nervous about I had, I had asked for forgiveness from Jesus. I was nervous about walking in and seeing those people and whether they were going to judge me and look at me differently. But we have to remember that when people do fall away, uh, even if they're if they haven't fallen away, if they're just not a Christian, they are welcome. Right, they're welcome that we we love them and care for them, and that we're called to welcome them with open arms. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you realize that people who come aren't just waking up going, "I can't wait church today," <laughs> but instead, like like we work at church. You ever go to a church where you don't know anybody? You had, you had to do this recently. Mm-mm. I did this uh, a couple of months ago, and it's a church where I actually know people. Just none of them were there, and so I went anyway, and I walked in, and I was like, "This is really awkward." And they do everything right. It's like you know, not that big church means right, but they have all the stuff right. And I felt very alone and very so. When you recognize the hurdle people come over just to get there, and recognize they may not come back uh, if we don't do that right. And so, um, so my hope for Estrema, you know, is that we are the type of place that 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 we're the church people that are happy to see new people, and we're happy to see those that have wandered to come back. Yeah. That that when we see him, it's like, well, where the heck have you been? Well, mm-hmm. you might have to go to a different group now because yeah. you know you haven't been here in so long. But um, and so if you even listen to this and you're like, man, I'm 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 moving away soon, or I'm I'm going back to where I grew up for him. Like, my my thing is always like, go try your home church first again. Like if you've if you've fallen away and you struggle, go, go try your home church first, and and maybe they will they will love to see you. Try to reconnect with some old friends. But the, the best thing usually is find somebody who invested in you while you were there and let them know you're coming back. Because I can tell you, if I know somebody who's been away for a long time, it's like, hey, I'm coming to a Strumum. Like, I'm going to ditch my small group. I'm going to, if I'm supposed to do something on the platform, I'm going to leave that and I'm going to go find that person and reconnect. This happened a few weeks ago, actually, with somebody who I hadn't seen him forever. And I was supposed to go have a meeting. And I'm like, those people can wait. How are you? And uh, just just a great moment. So uh, give it a try. And then if, if the church that you go to, whether it's a home church or somewhere else, like if they're not welcoming you, like let the answer be go find another church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not like, well, I'm done. Don't give yeah, up on yeah. the big C Don't church as and a whole t- because one congregation treats you bad because we got some messy ones. And if you come here on the wrong day and meet the wrong person at Estrema, you may think we're one of those messy places, mm-hmm. but but it's bigger. So church as a whole is a big place. So, so find your spot because I, I promise you is there one. There's falling one. into the trap of what you're saying. Last week of participating in church light or, or die yeah. church, saying that watching online is good enough for me, and that's where I can yeah. find my fulfillment and community and all that stuff. Yeah, so. because you don't realize that the person, and I say I, I share this with a lot of people, and I, and I encourage them to do that. Remember your story. Remember what brought you to church. Remember how you lived that out. Remember remember those things in your life. That way, you can use them as tools to reach other people. When you walk into a church. 
I might see Emily and she'd be the first person I'll talk to. And we have zero in common. Nothing, nothing in common. We don't know anything about each other. We don't like the same things. And I'm like, well, that was it for me. I'm done with church because I've tried to find somebody I didn't find it. But the person standing next to her, Tyser, I'm just looking at them right now. The, the next person I was going to talk to is me in a bottle. Right. Like mm-hmm. we we get along. We're great together. We have so much in common. But I let that first opinion of somebody be my only opinion. And I walked away because I didn't find what I liked in that. No, stay plugged mm-hmm. in. And I'm not saying that if you don't don't live at a church where you're just miserable at, by all means, go find somewhere that you can be fed and, and, and serve Christ and and do all these things. It's not all about you, but you need to be somewhere that blossoms you and grows you. But don't walk away just because of the one thing. And if you are walking back into a church, realize that you are walking into a place with broken people, with broken believers who believe in a great and powerful God. We are all broken people. As Paul tells us, that we're all sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. That's not just the people who sit on the front row are not the sinners and the people that sit on the back. That's not the case. We are all sinners, but we are saved by one great God. And so if you have that opinion and somebody has made you have that opinion, number one, I'm sorry about that. I I hate that for you. Uh, But that is not a picture of the Big C Church. And so, Tyson, you said a few weeks ago when we were talking, I think we were talking about community. I can't remember. Episode four. Just push through. Keep going. Try. Don't. Don't give up. Keep it. It's it may be awkward, right? And you may see somebody who knows of a past sin. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Baton Rouge and Shreveport are probably not that big of a difference. They're they're big towns, but they're not that big. Yeah. And so the chances of you seeing someone that knows of your past sin is probably true, right? But hey, past sin, fear in Jesus, like that's forgiven, and 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 it's a. I mean, I, I've been on this. Uh, soapbox a lot lately but like that's just a moment for you to give glory to jesus i mean yeah, you know somebody absolutely. who knows that and then sees you it's like i mean one of my questions would be well, what's been going on mm-hmm. right i mean uh what's god been doing and it's like the the former student i saw at chick-fil-a just realized like man look at what you've done and and i would say this for young adults who listen to this right um the real reality is, you know, y'all know the stats. I think probably that you know, eighty percent of high school students fall away in college, all that sort of stuff. But there's another stat that doesn't get talked about as much, and it's like more than sixty percent of those that fall away. We're getting into crazy percentages now, but but they come back. Do you know why they come back? Anybody know why they come back and kind of win? They're invited. Oh, and they have kids. And they have kids, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And so because here's what what's interesting, like they they come back because they want their kids mm-hmm. to be grounded in church. And so my hope is that that is because it's something they experience, they know is meaningful, and that ultimately they have a desire that their kids will know Jesus. But uh, I know honestly, a lot of that trend is because they want to use the church as behavior modification. We'll get in that in a second. But but I would say this. <laughs> but for you as a young oh, adult, boy. you know, if you're in your mid thirties, right, and somebody comes back. I mean, it's what we've been talking about. We're glad you're here, right? Yeah. I mean, it sounds super like, oh my goodness, how cool. Um, because I've seen it in my own circle. It's not people that I grew up with at, at my high school and stuff, but it's people my age who kind of fell off and, the, and then come back. And so some people go, man, I want my kids to act right. And so I'm going to bring in a place that teaches 
teaches right action. That's not really what we want. We want the church to teach obedience. Yeah, but first and foremost, we want to teach about the life-changing power of Jesus. And so we want our kids to come back to know about the goodness of God. And so, uh, but people will come back. Your, your, your friends, if they've gone away, stats say more than half of them are going to come back. Yeah. So be ready and then create a culture and a climate and a community that they would go, hey, I want to be there. Uh, intentionally invite. Because here's the cool thing for, for people listening who don't have kids. Uh, your best vehicle to invite people to church that you don't even see, I would bet, when you're in your place in life, because I didn't, uh, is your kids. My kids have friends. We get to know their parents. And then they're usually looking for something for their kids to do. And here we've got sports opportunities. We've also got like special events and stuff. People during summer are looking for work. And I send my kid because they're out of school and I work like, oh, my goodness. It's just all these practical things um, that give you give you an opportunity. And um, yeah, so we we want to we want to see them embrace faith and then we want to see them obey as kids. But ultimately, we want to see people come and be welcome. You know, that's that I I think my parents fall into that 60 percent. That's their story. They they were not a part of church when they first got married. And then when they had me, they went to, they went to first Baptist church Covington mm-hmm. and it was My their, parents too. their first Sunday there. A lady <laughs> greeted them and said, are y'all in a small group? And they said, no. And she's like, all right, come with me, threw them in a small group. That's and then awesome. in that small group, my parents met our now family friends that we like, they are our family mm-hmm. and all because of somebody like that. she, didn't know their pastor knew who they were at all but because of that interaction like Mm -hmm. i was raised up in church so like even the smallest things that we do like has an impact whether we know it or not which we've talked about with community yeah a while back but i can't i know we're getting kind of close to wrapping it up but i can't i can't stress the fact enough of if you have fallen away from church if you have turned deconstructed is kind of a hot topic word they're using now if that is you um man i cannot stress the fact enough of just how welcome you are um yes i want you to know about jesus and and being relevant like micah said it's not taking away from truth right i'm still going to share the truth of the gospel with you but please know that that the one I said it earlier that the one church person that gave you that bad vibe that you don't want to go back because you feel like you can't, that's just not true. Uh, that is not what the gospel says. That's not what we read in scripture. Yeah. Jesus didn't turn away from people who didn't act churchy, right? Or had fallen away. No, he embraced them. He loved them. Absolute truth. Yes. We share the gospel with you. And, and like Micah said earlier, if you are living that habitual sin, I would question your, your walk with Jesus. But if, that's okay. Guess what? We can talk about that together. Uh, we can walk through that together. And so if that is you, if you have walked away from the church, if, if you have, if you have reasons behind it, bring it with you, bring that baggage with you, lay it at the foot of Jesus, lay it, give it to someone, talk about it. Um, that way you can be embracing the community of believers that can influence your life in a positive way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know like when I meet people here, they come for the first time you talk about, you know, like you meet the one person at church and they don't know, they're not interested in any of the things you're interested in. And so if you're a person at the church who who is meeting a new person or you say, hey, I love to go see the new face when they walk in. And then, you know, it's an awkward conversation because you quickly realize, oh, we have nothing in common <laughs> and 
they're probably just as uncomfortable as me. You probably know people in the church. And so you say, oh my goodness, you like to golf? Well, I can't tell you anything other than Tiger Woods, but let me introduce you to this guy who golfs all the time. And so just being available to say like, hey, this person looks different than me. That's not any reason at all not to go and speak to them and say, oh my goodness, you work as a welder. We have like 20 welders in the church right now. Let <laughs> me go introduce you to this club and you find your people. And so get in, get into the service. Is the message from the pastor of the church good? Is it, um, you know, biblical? Is it you know, just like good theology and then find your people in the church. And if the first small group isn't, isn't great, chances are there's another one and you, you will, you will find your people, uh, much like you would do in, in just in any other environment in your workplace, maybe the first person you met on day one of the job, you know, isn't your best friend now, but I mean, you work there, so you had no choice, but to meet the people that have become your friends. And so same thing at the church, if that first person, you know, won't end up being your best friend, you know, get connected enough to meet the people who, who will become that for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Why does Tarita always come from the top rope? Like She's every episode. Mic. Well, I sit here and think about all the things while y'all talk the whole time. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, here's my second to speak. <laughs> let me, uh, let me, let me word vomit. No. So, Hey, look, thank y'all for, um, Tuning in for episode two with Micah, episode 10 of the podcast. Thanks for letting the um, old yeah. man yeah, join. Yeah, Thanks for coming. Thank I'm going to take my back pill now. You know, so. Can you yeah. get down the stairs? You're going to take a nap later. <laughs> yeah, <for> it's time. <laughs> did you, but before we, did you have like a bunch of words you wanted to say that were like cool hip words that you wanted to, <laughs> you wanted to force into the No, I'm going to spare myself putting that on record. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. That's good. <laughs> so, Smart. hey, we'll see everybody next week. Hope you'll have a great week. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.